Hallelujah. 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 Whoa, <laughs> I got inspired here at the very end of this episode. Uh, Anastasia plays that song, and oh, man, I just love it. Anyway, there is no intro to this song. This is the intro. Uh, Anastasia will start playing here pretty soon, and that's the way we kind of got going. I, I kind of I lost this episode for a little while, and anyway, here it is. We were at their house, uh, Anastasia and her husband Aaron. Stacy was also there. She We we recorded quite a few little episodes that day. But anyway, this uh, I wanted to get a message out. If your name is Joel Waddington... Hey, man, uh, I, I saw that you uh, uh, donated the $15 on the Patreon, and I don't have a way to get a hold of you. So if you could uh, email me, Rudy, Cascade Hiker Podcast, that'd be great, man. I'll send you that CD. Just go to patreon.com slash Cascade Hiker Podcast and help out by donating to the show. It can only be, it doesn't have to be 15 it could be a buck, but he wanted the uh, recording of the live show. So anyway, the, the music from the live show. Also, hey, uh, if you're not following me on Instagram, I'd love it if you went over there, Rudy, or it's a Cascade Hiker Podcast on Instagram. And then also follow the Musical Mountaineers. That's what this episode's about, uh, the Musical Mountaineers on Instagram. And, uh, oh, yeah, one more thing. Please rate and review the show on iTunes. I couldn't believe it. I was at PCT Days, and this gal looked it up on spot, and she's like, well, I can't believe you have five-star ratings. I was like, I know, but I only got like 30 or 40 people that have gone in. She goes, it doesn't matter. You got five stars, but let's up that, please. <laughs> Thanks. Next on the Cascade Hiker Podcast, what's your name and where are you from? I'm Anastasia Allison, and I am from Everett, Washington. Right on. Well, what did you play? What was that? That was the Ashokan Farewell by Jay Unger. Right on. And so you've been on before, and we've talked uh, about the musical Mountaineers, and I'd love to meet Rose sometime. Uh, you guys have some awesome videos out there and photographs, all the above. Um, what, what's been happening since we talked last? Oh my goodness. Because you guys really excelled, right? I mean, we, we have, and it has been just a really great, fun adventure. And Rose and I started the Musical Mountaineers, not even realizing that we were starting the Musical Mountaineers. It was just started out of this 
pure desire to want to combine our two passions of music and mountains in just this very innocent way. And for me, it was at a turning point in my life career-wise and just a, a turning point in my personal life as well. And I just had this flash of inspiration one day that just said, go play your violin on a mountain. And I didn't know how I was going to make that happen. And through a very curious sequence of events, I met Rose and we hatched this plan, not really knowing where it was going to lead and not really doing it with any specific intention other than just bringing good into the world. And that was, and that still is the most important thing to Rose and I. Can you talk about some of the locations you guys have played uh, from the first till now? Yeah. So the first one, we like to say that it was in Narnia. So (laughs) the first one was in the Mount Baker Snoqualmie National Forest. And I'm sworn to secrecy beyond that. Um, And we have, we have played on the summit of Granite Mountain. We have played on the summit of Dickerman. We've played on Sock Mountain. We have played at Skyline Lake. We have played at Gold Creek Pond. We've played in the forest by Old Robe Trail off of the Mountain Loop Highway. We have done the picnic area at the Big Four Ice Caves. We just did Rosario Head at Deception Pass the other day. And, and then we've actually played at a couple events, events that haven't been in the mountains at all. So I, and I think one of the big ones I I know I saw videos, not just from you, but from random other hikers was when you guys were at Artist Point. Oh yeah. And I can't believe I forgot that one, but yes, Artist Point, that was New Year's Eve. And that was actually our very first sunset musical mountaineering adventure. So it was our first time. We, we had sort of experimented with snowshoes. Of course, the biggest issue is the piano. The violin is is fragile and valuable, but it's relatively easy to carry. It looks silly in a pack, but it's not that challenging to carry. Rose has to carry this keyboard, which makes her seven feet tall. And when you put a seven foot tall girl on snowshoes, there was some concern as to how that would go. And Rose, of course, is really strong and... Just did great. So uh, Artist Point was our first real snowshoe. We brought the snowshoes to Gold Creek Pond, but really didn't need them. So, but yeah, it's been, it's been so cool to see other people's videos and to really sort of watch the musical mountaineers through their eyes and through their experience of, of what that's like. And I've said often that the magic of what we're doing comes in finding us unexpectedly. And the most common question that we get asked is when are you playing next and how can we see you? And, and I understand that because it is a very, very special experience, but I think a lot of the specialness of it comes from not expecting to see us there. And it's just, people just have such an emotional reaction to suddenly coming across this incredibly emotional music in such an emotionally beautiful location. And we are planning to do an announced concert at some point so that we're working on getting a special permit with Mount Rainier National Park. And then we're also working with the Washington State National Parks Fund so that we can actually try to do something for a cause and for good and sort of use this as a a really 
powerful platform to to make a, ch- a positive change in in Washington State in the public lands, and and so that is that's really. Uh, I mean, when I think about everything that's happened since our very first musical mountaineering trip, it's sort of a, a little bit of a whirlwind, but it's also just been really cool, and I can't wait to see where it goes next. You guys have been uh, tailed by what the Everett Herald, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the Everett Herald wrote a story about us, and then the Associated Press actually picked up that story. And I had that's huge. Yeah, I had relatives in Miami who were actually reading about the musical Mountaineers, which is pretty cool. Uh, and then Diane uh, Tory from King Five did a story on us in evening magazine as well. So there's been that. And then I know that Como news has shared at least one clip of our videos on the, the video from artist point that was done by Mitch Pittman, who's a reporter with Como that was shared on the Como news site. And it's just been neat to see people sharing it. And the thing that I was not prepared for when I started doing this is, is the messages that we would receive it seems to me so simple. Okay. I just take my violin out to the mountains and I do something that I've been doing for most of my life. I've been playing my violin since I was four, but even in the past three days, I've gotten, I think five different messages from people who are either dealing with grief or struggling through some challenge in their life. And every single solitary person has just said what piece that it brought them to see this music in the mountains. And, and every time I read that, it sort of reaffirms. It's like a little trailblaze reminding me that I'm, I'm on the right path. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And, uh, were you recently also a photographer by somebody else, right? Yeah. So I am a trail scout for the Seattle area for backpacker magazine. And, I also test gear for Backpacker Magazine, which is a pretty sweet gig, not going to lie. And they they know about my musical mountaineering, and that makes me somewhat of an oddity when it comes to gear testers. Believe it or not, there are not too many gear testers who test gear while carrying a violin up the mountain. And so they are having, they took some photographs of me in the wilderness with my violin I think just to showcase some of the the different gear testers and the different personalities that go into creating that magazine and and getting in the gear reviews and sharing the Seattle area trails. So that was pretty cool. That is cool. I mean, those platforms you're talking about are huge. Yeah. Backpacker is huge. And it's just been such a great opportunity. I started that position as a trail scout with zero expectations that it was necessarily going to, I mean, I just wanted to do it because I love trails and I, it just sounded fun to me to be able to talk about trails and, oh, if you can test some gear, that's great. But just going into that opportunity with sort of an open heart and meeting some of the people that work for Backpacker and watching that blossom into other opportunities and there's been so many cool things that have come from that that single position that I have even with my music people who've seen me in backpacker and then that has I mean I ended up giving away a violin because I'm a backpacker trail scout those two things don't even sound like they belong in the same sentence (laughs) But it's just when you you meet people in one arena, it it, it tends to sort of flow into other parts of your life, too. 
Absolutely. And you had mentioned that uh, your husband, Aaron, is learning the ukulele. Is he going to play with you guys one time? So my hope is yes. Now, there is a joke that Aaron... Aaron likes to refer to himself as Clyde, the third musical mountaineer, (laughs) who was actually kicked out of the musical mountaineers because he wanted to play the drums. And that is not true. And we don't don't have a drummer in the musical mountaineers. But Aaron is learning to play the ukulele. And I, I think he actually went about this a very smart way by picking a very light instrument to, to carry into the mountains. And we actually have played together. He's only been playing for a couple of weeks, but he's doing really, really well. And so it's definitely my hope that someday we will be playing violin and ukulele in the mountains. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. Now, is there any specific, you, you talked about gear companies and stuff, and that's, that's what made me think of this. Is there any specific violins or ukulele? I know there's ukuleles. I know some companies I've contacted them to record a podcast with and haven't connected, but uh, is there anybody making like an outdoor violin? Is that even a thing? Wow, that's a really interesting question. So I have looked at electric violins before. I've only ever played an acoustic violin. So I was very curious about how the electric violin would work with a little battery-powered amp, but the sound is so different. I was thinking, well, maybe it would be more moisture-resistant. At Gold Creek Pond, right before Christmas, it was 17 degrees that day, and my violin actually had a layer of frost on it. It didn't hurt the violin at all, but I was wondering how that how that did you know what if that did anything to it. But as of right now, I don't know of anybody who makes an outdoor violin. Both of my violins are handmade. I have two violins, and they're completely handmade by violin makers. They're pretty much one of a kind. So the one thing I have considered is, and I don't want to say like buying a throwaway violin because even an okay violin is not an inexpensive purchase. But if I were to buy something like a $100 violin on Amazon, the sound quality of that violin would not be would not be good enough that I would feel like I was bringing a worthwhile product for people to listen to. Um, and so for me, people have asked a lot of questions about my violin and do I worry about it? And what I've said is that the value of what Rose and I have been doing in the mountains to me far supersedes any monetary value of that violin. And so my violins are both insured. If something were to happen to them, they're covered in that way. But but I feel so strongly and so called to do this that I don't usually I don't usually worry about about the violin getting hurt. But if you want to get into the market of outdoor violins, I think it's like yeah. a, a one person niche right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, kind of, I kind of thought about it though with uh, Aaron doing the ukulele, that might be a good company to contact because maybe they would want to do like, Hey, we could do a violin. I mean, who knows? Yeah. I don't know. That actually that cool. what would, what I would be very interested in is an integrated violin case slash backpack that would, be good for hiking because right now I'm stuffing a full-size violin case into a backpacking backpack and it's very awkward and sort of bulky and I I look like I'm carrying a a gigantic rectangular box with me so integrating that so that it was a little bit sleeker would be really nice so so what about tunes um can you give us uh, a little insight on maybe some future tunes that you guys are working on 
it sounds to me, having seen most of your videos, I think I've seen them all, but I don't want to say that. It seems like you guys typically will play different songs every time out. We do. And how we pick songs is a lot of times by songs that people have requested or songs that Rose and I have heard and we both really like. What's interesting is that each unique location where we play, when we sort of arrive on the site of where we're going to play a little concert, each location just has such a unique feel to it. So Rosario had, for instance, at Deception Pass, we had one piece that we had intended to play, but for some reason it just didn't feel right there. It just that place sort of needed these moodier, more emotional, lyrical melodies and something not as playful because it just looks like this Lord of the Rings type setting there. And whereas maybe doing something like the song from Frozen might seem a little bit like it fits in better at Artist Point in this sort of snowy environment, something a little bit more playful. So the one thing, so we, we go off of requests, songs that we've heard and that we love, What's interesting is that I can play some somewhat technically difficult pieces here at home, like a Mozart concerto or something like that, but you go out into the wilderness and your hands are cold and I'm struggling just to get through Silent Night because I have no dexterity in my fingers and that makes it very, very challenging to play. So a lot of the songs that we're playing end up being very simple, but what I've also found is that people connect much more in their heart with these familiar hymns and songs that they recognize. As a classically trained violinist who's been playing for 34 years, I might love to go to listen to a violinist play the Shostakovich Violin Concerto, but most people, just in general, would go to listen to the Shostakovich Violin Concerto for an hour and think, what the heck did I just listen to, right? Like, it's not going to touch them. But they could listen to Leonard Cohen's Alleluia and be brought to tears. And so we try to pick a lot of these very emotional pieces that are going to really touch on that unspoken language that I think music and the mountains has the ability to give people. The other thing we've been doing a lot lately is that on my on my personal Facebook account, I do these violin grams where I people will just nominate somebody else to receive a song. And that's something that I just do for fun because I enjoy doing it. Well, we really want to start incorporating that into our musical mountaineering. So really dedicating not only the music, but also the physical act of climbing a mountain with our instruments to somebody and to maybe somebody's memory or to somebody who's struggling with something or just somebody who needs a boost in some way. And so on that tune, I've been getting a few requests for very specific songs that we're looking forward to going out there and playing them for people and, and just being able to bring more good into the world that way. Well, that's awesome. Uh, can you play us out? I, I have a request. Yeah, what is the request? Uh, can you do ACDC? Oh, gosh. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I actually I could. <laughs> no, no, I'm just joking. A little I'm joking. Bit. All right, yeah, can you play the uh, Hallelujah song? Yeah.
I love the little smile you always give when you're done. Thank you. 